1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As this Premiership break truly begins in Scotland Does another day of silence mean no managerial change at Ibrox Or is it still to come? Hans Postacoglu is reportedly wanted as the new manager of Japan And Scotland's under-21 boss Scott Gemmell Is excited by the emergence of Ben Doak Heading into an international tomorrow I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson the Premiership is in cold storage as we've said for a while now but there's still plenty of talking points and I must be honest Gordon after we left the show on Saturday I thought we may have been speaking about the departure of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst but as you said the silence uh, around the full situation so far and I wonder how that will develop as the days and weeks pass Read the story also about Ange Postacoglu. I'm sure it won't be the last of those rumours when an international tournament's on. Any manager that's doing well in European football often gets linked. So I think the Celtic fans can relax about that. And, of course, we've got the Championship and other leagues still on this season. Still plenty to talk about in Scottish football. Yeah, like Mark, uh, very surprised. It's quite quiet down Ibrox Way. I know that Van Bronckhurst is abroad away home to... Um, you know, with the break coming up with the World Cup, um, I was surprised, Gordon, that we've not heard um, more movement. I think the Rangers fans of majority of them, and a large majority of them, have made up their mind that they would like to see a change. Whether that's the way the board see it is a different matter. They might just decide, not he's the right man, and we're going to go forward with them. Um, and news today, obviously, with Celtic fans, they'll be dreading that, but. In my opinion, I do not see Ange Postacoglu leaving to become an international football manager just now. 01419511025, that is the number you need, so come on down. I know the Premiership is taking a break, but we've decided to stay on every night because surely everyone needs a little bit of a Scottish football fix. We would miss you too much, quite frankly. If we went anywhere, if I had a pound for every time someone over the last few weeks has said, oh, well, you'll be taking some mm. time off during the World Cup, I'd be able to buy probably half of your golf shoe collection, which we know is extensive. Mm. So that, that's just to try and hammer home exactly how many people expect it. But we're here uh, and we will stay here throughout. So give us a call 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. It's just 30 days until the Premiership returns. Is that oh, that you're right. You're right. That's that's right. right. You, you top for this. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Thirty days of probably nonsense. I was going to say, like, some, like sometimes you could say there's never a there's never a quiet time in Scottish football. But I mean, thirty days. You two might need to produce the goods over I the next few weeks to keep, to keep. I'm going to research going. World Cup teams and and try and bore everybody mm. with that mundane facts about. Obscure World you Cup were just teams saying to me that Qatar, you were looking very much forward to Qatar against Ecuador, weren't you? Yeah, for opening game. <laughs> By the uh, way, I'll, I'll... I just realised that was the opening mm. game. What a bad game! What, what, what <laughs> shape did Qatar usually go? They play three five two. Did they? Where a nice, uh, they've got a nice sort of a, uh, a flowing football, two. flowing right. football from the back. So, yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be hard to beat. But I'm looking forward to the World Cup. Gordon's a kid. You used to sit there. Dress up in your strip, whatever team you supported. Um, is that <laughs> done? Right, that's false. This right is a away. man who's never bought a strip in his life, or isn't you're not? You're kidding nobody. Anyway, there's plenty of time to get to that, and I'm sure when that tournament rolls around, 
maybe we'll find a way to discuss it on the show. But we've st- I think we're still, I think we are still digesting the weekend. It is only Tuesday night, so any other week we would still be getting over the week's big talking points on a Tuesday. So I don't think this is any different. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. <coughs> I mean, I I don't have the crystal ball, Rangers fans. I'm not sure we can talk about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's future every single night for the next thirty days. But whilst there's still a bit of silence, whilst there's there's no news one way or the other, like I said, it is only Tuesday after Saturday. You'll still all be feeling raw, I'm sure, after that defeat. So how are you feeling? How do you think um, it's panning out? Did you expect to hear something at all? Any sort of communication from the club? Or are you a bit more relaxed about it now, uh, the more that time goes on? In fact, there's some. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of a Dutch journalist uh, certainly suggesting that Giovanni van Bronckhorst expects to be in position after the World Cup So I wonder how you Feel about that Because I know judging by these calls That's not necessarily the hope for some of you Maybe there are still backers out there So whichever, whatever you think 0141 I'll, say, I'll play that right now to set the scene for you Rangers fans, you can tell me what you think of this um, It's Marcel van der Kran. He's a Dutch journalist He's been speaking today on Sky And uh, he says that he's counting on the fact That he will be there once the World Cup is over um, But is aware of some unrest amongst the fans? I think he's counting on the fact that he will be there um, once the World Cup is over. Uh, he, I think he's gone on a holiday at the moment. He is aware that there is some unrest among the fans. But if you look at the way he, he entered the club at Rangers, Rangers is a massive club in Scotland and also has a reputation in Europe. We could see that when they went to the Europa League final. He did that. Having sold his best player, Arriba, in the winter, very little to invest. Then they, of course, carried on in the Champions League this season. And if you see that they played against all the big teams with a very limited squad, and that squad was not built for a Champions League and a Scottish League and a Cup, etc. Ten injuries at the moment. He has to realise, or he he knows he, uh, he has to work harder with this team but he needs players and I think he's got the backing of the board very much and he is counting on the backing of the board because they have not invested any more and if you see the amount of injuries they've had, it would be very unfair to, to sack him. What do you make of that, Mark? Like I say, it's Marcel van der Kran. he's a Dutch football journalist. You don't have to take everything there as gospel, but he's certainly a man who was uh, speaking like he was speaking from a, a position of, of knowledge, if you like. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes that is the case, you know. Journalists, particularly from the same country as as Giovanni van Bronckhorst, may have a direct link to him. What I found interesting there, is, I'm saying right away. Now I'm not saying that people aren't, don't deserve a holiday, but Rangers fans, you know, coming into this week thinking this is a big five weeks for us. Now our club. Are nine points behind and there's a lot of things we've got to get right including the manager including behind the scenes maybe upcoming signings when they hear he's away on a holiday I don't know if that's what I they mean, expected that, to hear way home though isn't it that'll have all been mm. planned players have got what I think they've got at least two weeks yeah, off at this not point that. I, look again I'm not saying that shouldn't happen in football but I think there's certain times mm. the job takes precedence and I think this is an important time for me just to get right. WhatsApp, Microsoft mm. Teams, Zoom. Everything. It's all possible. Anyway, I, I'll tell I, you what, let's dive straight in on the phones and we'll bring you in yeah. in a sec, Gordon. 0141 951 Ryan is a Rangers fan to kick things off. What did, what did you make of that, Ryan? It, you know, that was that clip there suggesting that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst believes he will still be in 
in the job after the World Cup? Listening to that uh, interview there with the, the journalist Gordon, I'd like him to be standing between Mark and myself, and we'd have a great show with the right of reply to Rangers supporters. Because honestly, I thought he made excuse after excuse for him. He sounded like an agent for me. He sounded like he knew Van Bronckers very well and was basically defending him. No problem with that. If that's the case, then great. But the the facts don't stack that up to me. Rangers fans have turned off with. Well, you mentioned injuries. That, that yeah, is a but, fact but, that they have injuries. Right, okay. But they've still got a squad there that should. I'm not being disrespectful to Livingston's and St. Mern's and St. Johnston's, whatever. It's the performances as well. The Rangers fans have totally turned off from the performances of Rangers. The way they're playing, the way they're going about their business, sometimes they're limping over the line, they're getting the, the result, then the following week it's a draw, it's, it's, a, lo- it's a loss to St Johnston. Look, <clears throat> I think he, I don't like to say anything about managers getting sacked, but if I'm honest, I think he's ran his course. I don't think he will be mm. the manager. I'll be astonished if he is. Really? But yeah, I will. I think that the board will sit and they've taken a deep breath, they'll be in constant um, conversation about how they go forward, how they make the club positive. Um, But I think that the board have got to listen as well, as much as I'm not really into that side of it, but they know the supporters have turned off from the manager. The players, look at the players. Every single player for me, you look in the last especially two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks, we do for fun team of the week. You wouldn't think you're putting a range of player in it. Now, that would never been heard of. None of them are performing to any level for me. You've got a guy that Morelos, who was I was a massive fan of, I think he's running about I think he's a he's an absolute disgrace the way he's going about his business. You've got guys to me that look like they're running down their contract. They're guys to me that look like they're not interested. That obviously comes and must stem somewhere from the manager as well. As much as I, I would be angry at the players, you're a leader, you're a manager, you're the guy that sets example. And I think the Rangers fans have turned off the Van Bronckers. Ryan, it feels like everybody's got their own tipping point here and maybe some people haven't reached it yet. I think that's now, that number if it is out there is very small. Um but you mentioned, you know, round about the time of, of the Liverpool humiliation, as you called it. Now, after that... It was fairly underwhelming for Park, but it was a win. It was definitely underwhelming against Dundee because there was booed off, but it was a win. Then it was, you know, Livingston draw, Napoli defeat. There was the Ajax defeat in there, St Johnston and St Mirren all all in that time. So if you were 
If you were kind of gone at, at the Liverpool game, how on earth do you feel now? Uh, I mean, uh, with this in one game of the weekend, I'm not even surprised now, to be honest with you. But, you know, I can only sit either at Ibrox or on the couch and, you know, say that okay, there. I can't, it's just like every other Rangers fan, I can't, we can't do anything about it. Unfortunately, we're just having to accept it. It's just, I think what God said there is, I think the both need to listen to the fans. Um, I'll have a, open their eyes a wee bit and see that the fans aren't happy. And, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not um, rocket science anymore that what he was doing working and as God said the, the likes of Morelos and I would even put and I used to love Tavenier but Tavenier just isn't he following that captain's armband for me anymore um, as much as Gio's the leader and the manager Tavenier's the one on the park so he's got he, he can kind of use his voice a wee bit more to the players that you know on the coast of Gio as they want to be and, um, and use his voice a wee bit more and even that he's not doing that and I don't know if is that did to Gio as well is he, is he no motivating the captain and then obviously the captains will motivate the players and then it, it basically goes to there. But I, I mean, from, from the Liverpool game, I've not been, I've not been happy at all and it really does need change. And it's, see if, you know, if we were, also, as you said, we were scraped through a couple of wins and, you know, three points is three points and then they'll take it all yep. day long. Um, but, you know, he's not changing, he's not trying to change it. You know, we're always playing, at the moment, we're always playing two centre defensive mids. And no, no disrespect to any other teams in the, in the league, also we can't disrespect them now because we're struggling against them, but he's, he's, he's played two centre defensive mids in, you know, in a league that is only two teams, really. So he's not trying to change anything. Like, why, why are we not trying to fall 3-3 again, which was working for a while, um, or just try something else? He's, I think more fans are angry that he's not changing anything. I think Ryan makes a good point when he, he says... You know, sometimes three points is three points because I think throughout a season, Celtic or Rangers, you're going to get probably half a dozen, maybe a couple more of them that you just have to, you know, grind out and get the result, and that's that's it. You move on to next week. It's when fans don't see a progression or they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel or a system within that that they trust and believe in, then they start going, well, is three points just enough? Are we seeing anything that we can grasp onto here and run with? And I think the run of results here from the Liverpool game that you've just read out there, Gordon, highlights that there isn't any progression. There isn't any real system. There isn't any real optimism for the Rangers fans to say we're underperforming at the minute, but we will definitely get better. It doesn't look like that. And when it gets to that stage, whether you like it or not, unfortunately, it's the manager that takes the fall for it. Uh, thanks Ryan Some really interesting stuff Keen, It was uh, good to hear What you had to say early on in, in the show And set the tone Let's bring in John Who's also A Rangers fan John I mean a lot of people Have been getting in touch John saying that You know this World Cup Comes at a bad time For an underperforming manager Because it will give the club An excuse to Pull that trigger Do you think it could work The other way? Uh, good evening guys Thanks for having us on again No I was on a couple of weeks ago And I think it was Gordon And uh, it was on the show And I did say that This World Cup's uh, Coming probably a, a perfect time for uh, the Rangers manager um, and they might look at things throughout this uh, couple of weeks when obviously the, the, he's away back, obviously Manny Van Bronck has away back to his home country so the million dollar question is we're all guessing is he going to be here, is he not going to be there, I'm not coming on the phone to rant and rave and, and, and look for him to get his books but my second point I said to your producer We've got guys like Cattage playing for his new home team or his, uh, his new club 
playing out his skin um, week in, week out. He hardly kicked a ball for Rangers. We'll get Balligan, who's also doing well at QPR, was shipped out. We'll then went from having all these guys sitting there, not really playing. Now they're playing out their skin for their new clubs. And we've now went back to bringing in the young boy King and playing Sands and all the rest of it. We're kind of all over the place. But as Gordon touched on before the caller, he completely summed up. I don't really always. I, I don't really always agree with Gordon, but no, you should. You shouldn't. What, what, Thank you. What, God, what Gordon says was completely spot on. What is going on within the Rangers camp? There's something must be going on. There's players now left and playing extremely well. So, don't know what you think about that. Um, Gordon, want to take that one up? Yeah, I, I think John is like most Rangers supporters just now. Just sounds frustrated with what the situation is. You can harp back on to, you know, Catty's gone away and, and playing well. I, I mean, I don't know if he's playing well, but I did see he scored an absolute screamer the yeah, other day. Uh, yeah, um, Balogun was doing well. QPR have Balligan. now gone five without a win. Yep, um, but you, you only miss these players... Uh, when the the new group of players come in, don't hit the ground running, and you, you can certainly say that at Rangers, uh, whether that's down to a little bit of bad luck, because you can put your finger on one or two injuries, like say Lawrence, for instance. I think everyone had high hopes from him. Um, unfortunately for him, just now he's injured. Ben Davis has stopped start sort of a um, to his career at Rangers. Then you look at Golson's been a miss, Hollander's out, Roof. We very seldom see So there have been the What I call excuses to say Right okay they'll have got a big injury list But I still get back to it Do I feel sorry for them? Not at all Because I look at the teams that they fielded against The likes of the, the Livingston St Mirren for instance St Johnston They're decent players and, and, and decent contracts That should be contributing a lot more There's no doubt about that It's not like he's putting out there Young kid after young kid Who's Afraid to try anything because of the, you're playing at Ibrox in front of such a big crowd and the pressure. The only young player in there is, is King, and we've seen it the weekend when he, he gave away the goal. He was a, a part of uh, to blame for the goal that that la- lack of experience come through. But the rest of the players are experienced guys that should know how to play for Rangers, and they're not performing. And the the pace that they're playing at. The quality of football they're playing. As I said mm. earlier, going, you look at every player. I can't make a case for if you just say to me, go along your Rangers game and pick Rangers man of match, you would mm. probably do a, a no, beat Cholak the pundit. Cholak would have done it on a Chol- few occasions. Yeah, Cholak's, Cholak's been been different. He's come in and and he's got his goals. Has he set? But the, then that's dried up slightly. Hasn't exactly. It? So when he's not having the goals, he doesn't contribute mm. anything else. But. The lad has scored goals to be, uh, give him credit uh, John we're two days into this World Cup break So it's, it's a bit hard to forecast But as it stands today then You think that the Rangers board are of a mind To give him the chance Get injuries back and, and see what happens from there Being honest with you I would come back on I think there could be stuff going on in the background With the board to bring in somebody new And they'll probably um let him go his duties within this couple of weeks spell. Personally, I think that's what might happen. But Gordon was touching on about all of these injuries. We're not anywhere near the team we were when we went to Seville. Nowhere near it. And that was, let's not kid ourselves, that was Stephen Gerrard's team. Uh, all the players that we lost to big money signings have never filled that gap. The, the recruitment that's come in has been poor, it's weak. There's lots, we're, we're carrying lots of jerseys 
that are either over the hill or are just not good enough to play for Rangers. And I think we can all see that. Um, and a new manager to freshen it up and everything else, which I, I just don't know. But something's something's got to give. And I think, to be honest with you, nine points behind, I would say, is as good as that league's gone, in my opinion. It's gone, says John. Thank you very much. You'll have to leave it there. We're late for the travel, but that just means it's a good time to call because you could be on up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here. 0141-951-1025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Scott's on. He says, never mind these teams' calls. They should all be in for double sessions. Nine points behind after 15 games is shambolic, to put it lightly. And uh, you just, you know, I'm flicking through to see other football discussion good points that we can analyse and Kev has just sent me a, a heated gilet for the elderly close friend and golfing buddy in your life I've <laughs> well, got one I wonder who he could mean I've of got course one you do uh, 100% does that work? yeah oh, brilliant They're abs- do you know where I got one for? when I used golf. to go no no uh, I do use it for a golf now I got it for when I used to go at the games uh, and sit after for the open line between 5 and 6 and it was always freezing and someone put me on them. They're the best buy Just you wear ever. it in your house now instead of putting the heating on. Uh, you put the battery, you, you charge the battery up, flick it, you press your button there. There's three different colours hot, really hot, two bar. and mid hot. You never go to three bar, do you? Oh, you go three bar. Yeah, but your three bar only lasts maybe two or three hours. See, but if it is going to be quieter over the next mm-hmm. few weeks, do you think we should do a section where he recommends Christmas gifts? Yeah. Oh, I'll right, give some good write, ideas. Producer Chris, write that one down. 01419511025. Robert. Is in Larbert A lot's been said already tonight Robert I mean it's only day two Into this break But I'm detecting Some Rangers fans Already thought There would be change Or something this week How do you feel? I think um, Hi good evening guys Sorry I think We should have changed We should have changed The, the, the manager uh, A few months ago To be fair If I'm being honest with you But the points I was wanting to make uh, and I get the, the other the other Rangers fans going. And the point is, I, I never wanted Van Bronckhorst in the first place. I thought it was a mistake, and I said that to a couple of um, good friends of mine, and uh, and I've been proven to be right that this is. I said this is a catastrophe waiting to happen. Now, one of the first things I noticed, and the, the players in there are able to relate to this. Um, Can I backtrack just very quickly, Robert? What made you say that? Because I like hearing all the different views. Because at the time, we were getting lots of calls. Excited about it Feeling that the upgrade On Steven Gerrard Was mentioned Quite a few times Why did you not feel that way? I just didn't get it There was just something about it, and, I, and there's loads of guys On Twitter And various platforms He gets it He gets it The, the, the days of players Getting it for clubs Like Rangers or Celtic Or any other team For that matter They're gone That's the McCoists And the Walter Smiths And the Tommy Burnses Of this world These guys They got it But see these new breed Of managers Let's say Ex-players They don't get what these clubs are really about. But that aside, I didn't I didn't buy into the Van Bronckers uh, getting getting him into the club to try and take us forward from Gerard leaving. And I don't know what there's just there was just a gut feeling that made me think this is this is wrong. This is this isn't gonna happen. This is gonna be a catastrophe. Now one of the things that I noticed on the first I think it was the first day of training when the Dutch contingent was there, Roy Mackay said to our trickster, our trickster's Ryan Kent Tricks are for the circus, and then there was there was a picture that the Ryan Kent's face said all. Oh, that's the that's the confidence take. That's like that's like Jock Steen saying to Jimmy Johnson, "Didn't he do what you did?" 
I want you to play like this. Nonsense. So as far as I'm concerned, the confidence in that team has been absolutely drained. You've got guys that are more than capable of getting results. But the way that we're playing the new, I mean, may cause drowsiness springs to mind. They're brutal, horrendous. I let you. This is it's like hanging out with you two, to be honest. Um, do you know what though? This is like a, it's like the court of law for Scottish football, where every tiny piece of evidence yeah. will be brought back up. Social mm. media is the most unforgiving platform for that. And Robert's right. I, I remember it. I remember there was a, mm. a fairly innocuous clip, or a, what I thought was innocuous at the time. Roy McKay can just about be heard to Ryan Kent saying something like that. You know, no tricks are. Tricks are for the circus when he must have performed some little flick, and now a few months down the line, this is mm-hmm. sort of getting getting held against him, rightly or wrongly. Only Ryan Kent would know. What's your, what's your um your psychological analysis on that one? Mm, yeah, I think it's because of the situation that Rangers are in. Every little thing has been put under microscope. Mm. Um, you know, you look at everything. You look at the great. He's lost the dressing room, that's another famous one. But look, we don't know. We don't know go- what goes behind closed doors. We don't know the motivation. Ah, we the don't know the a, You were getting to look through the people, which I'm sure is a yeah, pastime of yours. One, one sta- yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm very good at that. One statement doesn't really... <laughs> look, if you're Ryan Kent, is, are you telling me because Mackay has said to him, you know, it's for the tricks, for the circus, that that's why he's playing the way he's playing? I'm, I'm not buying that Robert, he thinks you're reading into it too much Robert, what do you think? No, I, I think I mean, the, the, these players are the, the Players nowadays are told how to play Right? Uh, the, correct me if I'm wrong, Gordon I, I don't know if I'm I, I don't think I'm talking uh, nonsense here But the manager dictates how the play gets uh, how, how the passages of play uh, commence Now, you take Barisic for example he gets, he gets slated constantly And so does Tav on social media He's always coming backwards. For me, that's called ball retention, and I get that. If there's nothing on up front, bring it back, start again, try and draw the, the team out, try and the team you're playing against. But the confidence thing for me, guys, I, I, you can see it in the team. There's no confidence in the team. Lundstrom is not even at the races to what he was at the tail end of last season. Take him, for example. Tavernier, um, didn't get wrong, we've been tripled with injuries, and a fellow made a, a, a point there about Balligan and Katic. Criminal that these centre halves were let go. Absolutely shameful. Um, going back to what I was saying about, uh, about Ryan Kemp and the tricks and stuff, that's like, I mean, it's the very same as Walter Smith saying to Brian Loudrop or Gascoigne, I don't want you to do your tricks and play for, and take guys. I don't want you, I want you to play like this. It's dull, it's monotonous, it's boring, it's so predictable. And we have got zero confidence anywhere in that team, anyone. And Morelos, when he's starting about him, I would race him. Honestly, I'm 56 <laughs> years old and I've been racing in a straight race the length of that park. What length? 100 uh, yards? 50 full, yards? Full length of the pitch. Full length of the pitch. Ah, oh, come on, Robert. Your books. But honestly, he's no use. He's he's finished as far as I'm concerned, Morello. So is that where it's a bit of both then, to be fair, Robert? Because I get where you're coming from about if a manager's dictating patterns of play and from what we hear, uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is, is quite... Sort of methodical stuff at, at training, but you. But then, surely, you know, Fredo Morelos is that his personal responsibility? No, but I mean, he's let he's let Morelos get out of shape. What kind of mad management is that? You you wouldn't let your top man, your 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 number one striker, you wouldn't let him get in the condition that he's been in because he's out of shape. 
he's not he's, he's not a slim fit he's not a slim fit professional football player. He's overweight, he's slow, he's lethargic, he's gone through the motions and that is shameful. But that comes to the man for me, that comes to man management and it's been very, very poor. Um yeah Mark, I because I'll never be there I feel like I can totally imagine both of that. You know, you think, well, if there is a really strong manager, that just simply doesn't happen. But ultimately, is there must be a line where you can only do so much? Yeah, there is. Oh. We've seen it in the past before with other players um, and some at Celtic. And look, I've, I've been in dressing rooms with some that there is a fear factor for the manager to get themselves in shape. And sometimes it's just that I'm, I'm not prepared to go there. Now, Morelos, you would think in his prime, playing in European football, that he would take that upon himself. However, I do agree that the manager then has to be unbelievably strong with his, his stance on it. Now, Morelos, over two managers now, has has been kind of frozen out, but then allowed to eke his way back in, whether that's through injury or... You know, necessity sometimes he's he's the ultimate goal scorer for Rangers for the last what four years or whatever that he's found a way back in, and I don't think it's served him well when it comes down to something like this because it almost creates a culture that he doesn't really care mm. whatever he does, whatever way he comes back. We from, think back to that, you know, when when it was public and he was left out the squad for the qualifier and so on, and everyone or every Rangers fan that phoned in sort of thought that. Well, do you know, maybe this is the rocket then. Maybe yeah. maybe this is a big statement. They've tried behind closed doors. This is the big statement and we'll see what sort of reaction. But they, they backed themselves into a corner because they they were in the position that Morelos is out of contract. So they, they have to try and get something for a player that they thought they could sell, you know, the year before for 20 plus million or whatever the, mm. the crazy figure was that was going to be at that stage. They have to think, we need to get him back in and if he gets back in, maybe... With a few 90 minutes He'll start looking A bit more in shape And score goals And we might have a player That we can do a bit of business In December Come Jan- or January But it's, it's worked the opposite way And it's undermined I think everything that A manager mm. would look to stand for In a club Because when you get one Focal point Or one star like that I think it quickly rubs off And others who aren't happy Already at the manager Now if that's Ryan Kent And I don't know With Roy McKay And the structure and I'm not allowed to do tricks He then becomes unhappy then who else becomes unhappy? Somebody that's been left out. Before you know it, it's a disease that spreads through the dressing room. If recent history is anything to go by, Gordon, because I feel like there used to be a debate. Some people used to give Morelos the benefit of the doubt. I think most people would accept he could have done a lot more mm. by now to, to get in shape. Would your worry be, what's he up to in this two-week break? Oh, um, if, listen, I, <clears throat> I would be worried, but I think the manager's got to take massive responsibility. I know that the player... But by all accounts, what you hear, mm. and I, I know that's a bit mysterious, but a lot of the problems lie when he goes home. When he goes home to Colombia, what would he do if you're you know, you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Well, would, would you not just take that out of the equation? Because mm. I know we've got a five-week break here. Keep it's not here. as if the players have been, you know, worked incredibly difficult. I know the schedule was hard in September and October, but pre-season in, in June and July wasn't that long ago where they were off. You know, I, this is unique. I'm Why would you not keep Morelos here and say, look, you have to show that you're ready to come back. You let the team down, you let me down, you let the supporters down. You're staying mm. here to work. Yeah, I, I don't think you can allow Morelos to go away for 
a few weeks and in. By the way, maybe, I don't know what the, there might be some sort of personal need, plan in it, place. You would need to book two sheets and be back in Ryan here. <laughs> uh, um, I think you'd be under severe pressure. I do think the manager has to take a burden of blame. Now you've got <sighs> me personally. I am very surprised that. Some clubs that I know have been and visited, they do an, an overweight club, right? So basically what that tells you is if the manager thinks and the staff think you're overweight and you're not at the fitness peak that you should be, you come in early in the morning and you go and do some work with the fitness lads, then you'll go and train. So you'll try and get back to peakness, try and get back to fitness and sharpness as quickly as you can to help you that way. It's not a punishment, it's it's to help you to come in, get you disciplined again, get you back playing, get that weight down. Because the way professional footballers treat it now, there's no excuse whatsoever, Gordon. And he's I, I, I read a wee bit of Pep Guardiola and Sergio Aguero. Did you read that the other day? Sergio Aguero was asked about Pep's standards and he says if your prime weight is 10.5 stone and you come back one pound above that, you will not play. doesn't matter who you are. And that's in control that manager had over those superstars. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Let's bring in David, who's in Giffnock. What's your take on all this, David? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I think everyone's jumping in the back of getting rid of Bronckhorst. I don't personally think it's really fair. Um, <clears throat> you can see that we have no central defenders. Um, somebody mentioned earlier on about Kratic playing very well and Balgan playing very well that's all well and good they're not there mm-hmm. uh, whether they should be allowed to go or not is another question because without Goldson and without um, Hollander we've got Leon King who's 18 years old a young boy still learning his trade chucked at the deep end we've got James Sanchez a midfielder playing defence he shouldn't be playing there so I think it's just my personal opinion that the players are so damn scared to lose the ball anywhere in the park that they are just trying to hold on to the ball and be slow as hell to try and get the ball moving because if they know if they lose the ball anywhere in the park, there's a good chance we're going to get a goal rattled in against us. And that's my, that's my thoughts. The team defend for the back to the front. And if there's no central defenders to defend that are of a decent quality at this stage, the whole team are scared of losing the ball. And that's what's hap- that's what's affecting their play. So forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth. You don't think the problem problems lie with the manager then? No, I don't. I don't. I think the problems the problems lie with well, potentially the problems maybe do lie with him because I don't know whether it was up to him or Ross Wilson who let Balogun go when he'd no, he was going nowhere. He had no job to go to and they, they let him go knowing Hollander was out long-term injured. And they should have said, do you know what, do you want another year, another two-year contract? Just, you know, for, until Hollander's back and if you, you'll keep the position if you've played well enough. Um, but to let two, to let Katic and Balogun go, whether that's the manager or whether that's Ross Wilson, as I say, they let them go, who knows? How does it? How does this all stand up to Gordon's point, David? About of course there are injury, injuries. Of course it's bad. Of course it makes life harder. But basically, any Rangers squad that they've got available should be doing better against St Johnson, St Mirren, and Livingston. No, I don't agree because I see where he's coming from. But no, I don't agree because James Sands is not a central defender. Never has been. Never will be. And he's been shown up to be that. Right? He's an average player. Um, in central defence as, as a midfielder I've not seen him play in midfield so I don't really know how good he is or how bad he is um, Leon King's only 18 years old flung at the deep end he should not be in this position at the stage of his career he should be maybe one game in or half a game in half an hour here half an hour there to learn his trade that poor guy's been flung at the deep end you can see it's affecting him you know um, quite badly and obviously he got, he got classed at the weekend there through no fault of his own um, but when you're putting two players in who don't really know the position that well and aren't that constant position yet? What's, 
you know, there's no way they can perform at the top of their level because they're out of position. Yeah, I mean, I get that, Gordon, but your argument is that you should need to be at the top of your level to do better against <coughs> these teams. I mean, friends, would, would, Leon, would Leon King and or James Sands get a game for St. Johnson? Yeah, well, the answer would yeah, probably be yes. Yeah. I know that's a very simple way of looking at it, don't get me wrong. To me, to me that, that that's an... Uh, look, David's got his point of view. I don't agree with it. You look at... Just before that, uh, Davis was in playing with Young King. He's got experience. He's been brought up for a lot of money. You've got a left back creation international. You've got the captain right back. You've got Scottish international in goals. You've got international players in front. You've got international players up the pitch. So to just say the problem is nothing to do with the manager, it's because of the two centre backs and who they've let go. Does it help that Sands goes into centre back? No, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. I do agree with David there. I don't think he's a centre half at all. But you've still got enough resources on that pitch, all over the pitch, to go and beat teams like St Johnston and Livingston and teams like that in St Man. Mm, thank you very much David you two can agree to disagree and maybe pick it up another time this is a great opportunity to call because we're going to get some travel and that means you could be up next 0141 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel have spent the break discussing which luxury item they would take into I'm a Celebrity <laughs> if they ever got asked to go on it, which they won't. And some mm. of the suggestions I heard, quite frankly, are going to put me off my dinner. So if we could get back to talking about the football, <laughs> that would be just lovely. 01419511025. Tommy is a Celtic fan from Coatbridge. What's your point for the guys tonight, Tommy? Two points. Go for it. Good, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. My point is a quite important point. Celtic have won 14 out of 15 league games. Everybody seems to forget that. And I'm put this to you, they've got 42 points. If Rangers would have beat Celtic at Parkhead, Rangers would only be three points behind them. Everybody seems to be overlooking Celtic's form. 14 out of 15, that's phenomenal. Another point to Gordon. You can answer well, that, yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm not sure, I don't know, are people forgetting that, Gordon, or is that just the way it works in Glasgow when it's the team that's getting the stick that... That's that's sort of louder than the, the praise. No, I don't think people are forgetting it because the reason why Celtic, I think everybody looked in big majority, and I'm including Rangers fans in this at the weekend and said that's a league over with because Celtic are nine points in front. They ain't get, they ain't catching that back. And we had a caller tonight. I can't remember what one it was. Rangers supporter said there's absolutely no way Rangers will claw that back as well. So I think that's where they get the compliment of the way. They're playing the, the amount of games they're winning um, So No I don't think I think Tommy's wrong I don't think it's getting overlooked I think everybody's Taking notice Of the way Celtic Especially when they're in Struggling in games And we've witnessed it at Celtic Park Dundee United Ross County wasn't The the the, 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 the greatest So they've, they've got this That they can still Not grind out Because some of their football Football's terrific but you always think, doesn't matter if it gets to that 80, 85 minutes and they need the goal to go and win it, you always think that's in the locker. And they produce, let's be honest about it, they produce. What's impressing you most about them at the most at the moment, Tommy? I just think the way they're playing, the way they're moving the ball about. I, I'm not so keen about all the changes every game, but the thing you make these changes and it's still produce the goods. Mark, that big hullabaloo about making changes and losing against St Mirren seems like an awful long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, Monday night, quite... that Monday, this is proof that you can't make too many changes. Well, 
Well, so, he can if you've got a squad and a manager like Celtic have, because I believe the two have to be the right. You know, you could have a very good squad, which we've seen in the past with Celtic before, and a manager maybe not as good as Postacoglu who can get the best out of them, and it doesn't work. Um, but the two married together make this sort of unstoppable force. Now, it was my last words on Saturday when you asked me what about this run, and I said to win 14 out of 15 is exceptional up to this point when you factor in European football alongside that and players coming back from injury and integrated into the side, new signings being put into the style uh, and these constant changes. It is exceptional form. I say that for personal experience. Just going on runs with Celtic was great, but in my time we always seem to hit probably about eight, nine games and then you'd end up losing one and or, or drawing one. This team... It doesn't seem to happen like that, says they always seem to be able to find a way and just step up the quality when they need to. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I, I think that Celtic are complimented, and I think that the fact that Rangers supporters are looking at the league table and thinking we're nine points behind uh, and thinking the league is finished, and I think there's a lot of them out there that's honest enough to say that, then that's where they get the compliments from. Uh, it comes for the opposition, knowing how well that they're playing, and then even when you think they're struggling, they produce the goods. That's what they've and, got in and their the locker. And the goals as well. See when you look at the goals, it's four over, and against it's over three goals a game, isn't it? Fifty it goals in fifteen games, and even the goals against it's Celtic defence is usually quite easy to point mm. the finger because everybody thinks they should yeah. just have a clean sheet every yeah. game. Yeah, but as the direct comparison, it is the goals for that sticks out yeah. because it's all they've only conceded one fewer than Rangers, yeah. so it's very similar. They are a Rangers team that's getting stick, that's getting criticised. They've conceded almost the same amount of goals, but. Clearly, miles ahead and yeah, the going forward. Um, and you know, it's just the games that you think they're in second gear, and then they can just bring on three players who are as good as the ones they've replaced. I mean, or how many five. times or five? But how how many times have you said that in the past? Usually, a substitute's a substitute for a reason. It's not as good as the starter. I think with a Celtic side. In Particularly certain areas. in certain yeah. areas and, and along the front Jota maybe is a standout But apart from that You could swap Haksabanovic Abada Even Forrest when he's been called upon Maeda's chipped in And then Jackie Marcus and Kyogo Either one of them But it's mm. not just the swap markets When they come on the pitch They contribute to Setting up a goal An important goal Scoring an important goal We've seen that Was it Dundee United When it was 2-2 and all of a sudden the substitutes come on a bad and, and um, who's the other Kyogo. one? Kyogo. And all of a sudden the, the game's out of reach. So they're they're doing it well. What was your other point, Tommy? It's about the golf. Uh, Gordon Dale spoke about the golf. Yeah. If you remember that's Gordon Dale, in Tommy. the summertime, you were up at some Pelly Golf Course. I was Tommy. You were, you were with Sil- you were with Silky. Yeah. And you were with Billy Davis. I met you, I was talking to you. Uh-huh. On the course, and I was also talking to you in the car park. Do you remember? I can, Tommy. Oh, yeah, I can remember you were right. there. Now, you Aramis. made a statement. I'm going to pull you up. You made a statement that you won easy. I've been speaking to Silky. Oh. He, he tells me the opposite. This has become a hotline to <laughs> accuse Gordon Dale of cheating <laughs> in golf, which I am all for. So, is he, is he at it, Tommy? Has he been lying? No, Tom, Silky told me he'd be better sitting on his golf buddy 
to keep yourself warm, Matt. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know who Silky is, but I'm, I'm all for it. Thank you for putting him in his place, Tommy, in Coatbridge. Uh, He's gone red, by the way. Can't go anywhere, by the way. I'm not you sure, man. Here, I'm nearly a club champion up that golf course. Oh. I've been won that many. Tell times. that to the colour of your face. You're almost keeping up with your pal over here. Do you think I'm going to be better? Right, Honestly, if Silky, whoever Bashful. he may be, is out there, uh, feel free to give Silky. us a call. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Hear about the big drama last night. Was that a defeat? 4 4. The Hanuman lost. No. He lost again. What on a tiebreaker? So he's now starting to make, he's starting to whinge and complain that he needs. The minus one tag taken off of him. That wasn't even on the tiebreaker. It was four each, and then his minus one kicked in, and he lost four three. It's a bad day. But we needed it because the pundits were on a long winning run, and it was ruining my evening. So I'm glad that we're back to a sort of level playing field, a clean slate, a blank canvas. Let's see what you can do tonight on Beat the Pundit. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get your call in before seven, and you could be up next. What I was about to ask that Celtic fan about before we. Strangely started talking about Gordon DL and golf Did you see the Did you see the front page Of the paper in Japan today Here's a question I never thought mm. I would ask yeah. uh, It appears to be That Ange Postacoglu Is a wanted man As the next uh, manager Of Japan What do you make of that Celtic fans Any chance Is that something That would worry you Or not a chance Let us know After Beat the Pundit Tackle the headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 Lots of discussion early on About where Rangers are at And whether the managerial change should happen During this break uh, or not Or what you've made of the fact there's been no communication uh, Yet We just had a Celtic fan on wanting a bit more credit uh, For their run What about these reports coming out of Japan today That the Japanese national side Want Ange Postacoglu as their next manager Is that the type of thing That would worry you at all Celtic fans Or is there no way He entertains something like that Let us know right now 01419511025 And we'll do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I feel like a weight's been lifted on Beat the Pundit I was getting worried I don't, I don't like it when the Pundit's gone mm. these long winning runs I think it was about 8 games was it? Something like that And then who would have thought Roger Hanna The man to lose last night mm. Albeit with the aid of his minus one But that's why it's there John is in Cumbernauld tonight How's it going John? I'm good Thanks very much I'm very good Now I mean Mark Wilson That's sort of his neck of the woods ah, so yeah, well. you, Have you ever, you ever, ever, bumped, ever had the displeasure of bumping into Mark Wilson? Uh, I've saw him in this media a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> yes. quite quite there. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that a joke? Uh, I he was in a line. He was lying in a corner somewhere. As a joke, I was doing sit-ups in the corner. <laughs> I recognise him, but he's kind of one of those kind of stone. He something on. He did breaking tracksuit. And that was on it. After another Celtic blazer. <laughs> anyway, let's find. Oh, what would be great! You two old pals could yeah. catch. If it, if it was heads uh, If it's tails though You're stuck with his sidekick Gordon DL I'm afraid And that's come to pass It's tails It's Gordon DL Again, Up against Mark Wilson's pal John All the best John How's your form been? Brilliant Alright is it good I'll take your word for it I can't remember I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to And get rid of that Let's get the clock ready John I'm sure when Mark Wilson Saw you in the pub that night He told you it's 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can and you're welcome to pass if you don't know, okay? 
Okay. Right, let's go then. 30 seconds starts now. How many consecutive league games have Celtic won? 15. Who's the only Turkish player in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, pass. Name any player who pulled out the Scotland squad yesterday. Uh, Andy Robertson. Who were the last Italian team to win the Champions League? AC Milan. Who's the only side in Scotland who've lost their last five league games in a row? In Scotland? Yeah, so across the four SPFL divisions, who's the only side that's lost their last five league games? Uh, Partick Thistle Okay let's bring back Gordon DL Can you hear us? I'm loud and clear Good Will you clap your hand It's sealed Okay really? yeah I'm not nervous Because I'm, I'm I'm winning victory oh, okay. Run yeah, I didn't Winning victory run A victory winning run So this new conference Because he looks like 40 something Just come on Chris hurry up. from I'm a celebrity ready? Ready? Yeah How many consecutive League games have Celtic won? 14 who is the only Turkish player in the Scottish Premiership? Oh, pass. Name any player who pulled out of the Scotland squad yesterday. Uh, Hickey. Who were the last Italian team to win the Champions League? Uh, I would say AC Milan. Who is the only Scottish team who's lost their last five league games? Scottish what? Team who's lost their last five league games across the divisions. Um, uh, <laughs> I pass. Who is it? Oh, we speak about him every Saturday. Wow. Who is it? I don't tell him yet. Don't Hamilton. Him. John, what do you think? No, Hamilton Drew. It's, it's close. I, d- I don't think Gavin's doing very well. Oh, but I mean, I mean it, it, it might be pretty bad. It might be the <laughs> single worst game of the beat the pun that I've ever poor. witnessed in my life. I still don't know who the five is. How many consecutive league games have Party Celtic thistle. won? It's eight. Oh They're right one, eight, Well but Read the question out right <laughs> how you, how, In which way Would you like me to change I thought the way it I was that? 14 out of the 15 That's what you were getting at Wins 14 out of 15 wins But no consecutive. Yeah that's what I mean The important word Consecutive Did John get that? He didn't uh, well, To be fair to the boy John I've enough We've heard enough of you He's You know he's backing up there Oh is he okay John? We'll have to play golf with Dumbelia. We'll have the ball, John. We'll have the ball. Uh, the only Turkish player in the Premiership is Vidvan Yilmaz. Yilmaz. Oh my God! Uh, the players who pulled out of the Scotland squad were Nathan Patterson, Kenny McLean, and Shea Adams. So well, I'm not getting anything. None of you do. It's nil nil after three questions. <laughs> Actually, now you both went AC, you both went AC Milan for the last Italian yeah. team to win the Champions League, but it's Inter Milan. So we're heading for. Well, tell me, John got a point. N- a nil nil. We've never had a nil nil to finish before. <laughs> Name the only side in the SPFL who've lost their last five league games. It is Partick Thistle, and John got it. John pulled it out of the bag <laughs> on the last question. John, it is a one nil victory, but they all count. And this meat mark in the what's it called? Smitty. Other pubs are available. Yeah. Meat mark in there Saturday at half six, and he'll that. give you your sign ball. Okay. I don't believe that. I'll be there. I okay, good man, John. John, 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 John. I'll send you down a a, a beer, John. It's you know second zero of the season I was going to say that It's just second zero Now I don't I remember mean, having one bad. zero I don't think you Because like, as bad as you are Everyone knows your back catalogue United States of Arab And PSV Amsterdam <sighs> All that carry on I've been in great I don't form think you, well. I don't think you've ever had a zero Until 
this season You've had two in about two months But tonight I was I've been grateful I'm so too confident I really am I mean Rid Van Yilmaz I think you've, you've got to be getting that Oh no I mean, Listen Patterson Ken McLean I read it today Why mm. did I say Hickey? Oh you I did, just had a bad one He had a blank face on For most of that there They were quite, they were quite tough no? No, Patrick no, Fitzgerald. No, really. You should get Patrick Fitzgerald as well. But I thought the first question you didn't read out correctly. Oh, be- I, I, I've got to say that. I, I Remember feel- that habit I had when I get the first one wrong, I used to the stumble. Crashes, yeah. I think it's changed now. I think I've sorted that out. But you, on the other hand, do, do you so just to revisit, how many consecutive league games have Celtic won? Well, what's your problem there with the wording of that question? I didn't hear didn't the. Know what you, you sort meant. of a mumbled consecutive. <laughs> didn't know what you, 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 all I heard through my uh, cans was how many league games did Celtic won. Right, well, the answer still wouldn't be whatever you said then. 14. Would it? 14? Out of 15? Alright, okay. Nah, I'm still not giving you. Anyway, 01419511. I think yeah. if you go back Virtual. to the podcast, you'll be giving me. John, come back on the phone. One zero two five. Haven't finished the number on your button in at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> just ask your Celtic fans. <laughs> reports in Japan suggesting that Ange Postecoglou not only is wanted as the next manager should the current manager leave, but I think I'm pretty sure my, my Japanese is ropey, right? But hmm. what I'm led to believe, it, it made out as if the, the question had been asked, or there had been a bit of contact made, or whatever. Is that something that you think worries you? Is it just inevitable? Is there any chance he? Is attracted to something like that Or is his next move Something completely different What would you think 01419511025 The great thing about this is Mark Is we can't get accused It's usually the big bad Scottish media Who are trying to unsettle someone <laughs> This was a Japanese newspaper This stuff all came from Japan yeah. um, During they're, the night or whatever Twitter will be filling <laughs> up with Scottish guys giving them it saying uh, so what team do you really support exactly yeah yeah um what do you think well, that, I mean, I, the, the obvi- you don't need to be th- a japanese football obvious, expert to know uh, the link the obvious connection there and i think there always will be because of the brand of football you know his sides played when he was there he's obviously had experience as an international manager he's experienced it on the big stage as well so you know japan are always like there are thereabouts at the big tournaments um so they require uh, a manager who can handle that level of expectation I guess it all depends what Ange Postacoglu would want He's the only man that kind of knows the demands of international football at the top level And the demands of managing a club like Celtic He seems to me like he's he's loving his time here And I know he's seemed a bit tetchy in recent weeks with VAR But I don't think that's going to detract from his love for his project just well, I mean, now They've got that in international football yeah, so that I don't much. think it'll be scrutinised every single week like he's he's getting put through just now. But I think the project that he's going through at Celtic, I think he's taken to the club. The fans have obviously taken him. It seems to be a, a great fit for both. I can't see him rushing off anytime soon, even for an international job. There's a lot there, Gordon, because not only would it be something... I mean, any international job is completely different because you're then trying to compare... Meeting up every couple of months Versus every single day Doesn't, Does he strike you as the type That wants to go back to that right now Having done it before And then it's It's Japan Yes he's been there before Try not to be disrespectful I mean they're in the World Cup And we're not So who are we to criticise But I mean it wouldn't be one of the The top international jobs That you know You would immediately set your heart on He does have that connection I'm sure What do you think Is it just I'll squash the rumours Not a chance 
Was that it then? Yeah, not a chance. Sources, absolutely. Sources in Japan are yeah. currently no, rewriting re- tomorrow's no, no, front no, page. No, well, they should. Dazzler. XTMX I don't know how you spell Dazzler, but not a chance. You don't You're, know how you spell Dazzler? D A Z Z. Japanese. I I I don't think there's a hope that in whatever it's called that he will go to an international job right now. I think Mark's right. He will be at the top of the list of a lot of clubs just now. Sitting waiting, of course he will. He's uh, Mark, Mark uh, touches on. It's not just winning; it's a brand of football. It's his recruitment. He's he's come to Celtic, and so far, it's a full package for me with him. He's been terrific. He's been good for this game. Um, I like the way they play. I like his rotation. It's his way. He doesn't get involved in anything else. He just he picks the players. He controls the club he controls the way they go about their business everything about it so I don't think right now Ange Postacoglu would be looking at going into the international scene he'll be looking at bigger clubs elsewhere in the future Gordon but I think that he started a journey here with Celtic I think he'll continue that Mm. until the offer comes in that he can't refuse. But it certainly won't be international football with Japan. Well, that's that put to bed then, apparently. Let's bring in Sam, who's a Celtic fan in the south side. Are you going along with our learned colleague, Mr DL, Sam? Hi, how we doing, guys? Um, Yes, I am. Um, Just obviously listening to what you're talking about there. And first and foremost, I think he's kind of been there and done it with international football, Ange. Um, He's, he's done very well with Australia. Um, he won uh, the the Continental Cup um, that, that Australia are based in with them. Uh, done very well at the World Cup, qualified them for a World Cup. Um, and I think you've just kind of got to take Ange at face value from kind of what he's been saying since he's been at Celtic. He's, he's wanted kind of European football um, for as long as he could kind of remember. And I think when he eventually does move on, although I don't want him to, that it will probably be for bigger and better things, probably in the Premier League. You going along with that, Mark? I think so. I think international football, um, you know, Sam makes a good point. He's experienced it before. See if it was something new. He may have then thought, well, how often does this come about? And I'll give this a try. He would understand what international football entails in terms of the, fris- look, the frustrations of meeting up with your squad what, every couple of months. Now, he's a manager who is put in a system at Celtic who plays a certain way. It's taken... A bit of time to get that right. How do you then go back to try to integrate that over a period that's is not as long as you you having your players every single day to work on it? I think that would be frustrating. Um, but I believe I've, you know, Sam saying take him at face value. I do believe he wants to stay at Celtic and work at it. But I don't think Celtic fans should fall into the the trap that he's going to be here forever. Because we've seen how that story pans out before with, with previous Celtic managers who they think is going to be at the club until they retire. It's not going to be the case. If he keeps progressing, Daz is right, a big club in England will come calling because the brand is so attractive. I mean, Sam, is it, is it just inevitable? You get used to this stuff about you know speculation, whether it's a player or a manager, if they're doing well. Like I say, this one came from... Japan and then noticed a story that I actually think came from Australia yesterday again um, mentioning Everton is that is that just par for the course is that not something that worries you necessarily it's, it's, it's not something that worries me obviously it's not something that would like to happen but at the end of the day it's just the nature of the beast up here in Scotland um, I think when 
English Premier League teams kind of start circling, whether it be players or managers. Um, I mean, Celtic, we're, we're kind of used to it. Had players doing that for years. You have Van Dykes, you have Wanyamas. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always going to be inevitable if you do well up here that you will get that call one day from uh, the Premier League. You would want to be chat over in Sydney with the folks at Everton. You, if you were Celtic hierarchy, we keeping them apart, wouldn't you, just to make yeah. sure there's no uh, no friendships <laughs> struck up? Because well, we've seen what's going on at Everton at the weekend. You know, a club we bit unrest behind the scenes, and I think it's only natural any club like that in England would be having a look at Ange Postecoglou because of the Champions League performances. Now people may scoff at that. Celtic got thumped, and but it was the bravery. The style, his post-match, pre-match and post-match interviews. I think owners look at that, especially, see the clubs that are owned by Americans. I think they love that. I think they love confidence like that in their managers. I, th- I, think, the bigger, I think the biggest thing that he's got in his locker, Gordon, they'll look at is he walked into a club and he'd lost so, so many important players to the club. He was left with a, a, a skeleton squad his recruitment has been terrific. And I think that nowadays, with owners and the amount of money it costs to bring in players, agents' fees, wages, lengthy contract, recruitment is massive to clubs now. And Postacoglu... It's so style though, isn't it? Everyone yeah, likes to be able to yeah, sell a vision. But, but he brings those players in to adapt to that stuff. And I think that's where he gets his recognition from. And I think that everybody else... There will definitely be English, cl- English clubs sitting watching his progress. Uh, thank you, Sam. It was nice to speak to you tonight. That was Sam in the South Side, 01419511025. Right, before we move on, and there's still plenty of time to take your call, so please get them in. Something very important. I actually can't believe it is that time of year already. Cash for Kids. Mission Christmas. J&D Pierce. Structural Steelwork Specialists. Proud to support the local community. Yes, it feels like it comes round quicker and quicker every year. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back. Now it's an exciting time of year, yes, but we know that Christmas this year in particular, like the reality is it's going to be really tough for a lot of local families. The cost of living has skyrocketed. It's making things more difficult for all of us. But just imagine how much it's going to hit those families who are already close to that poverty line or maybe even across it so if you can make the difference this year uh, by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas now to hear exactly what difference your money can make here's Don Middleton from Motherwell Football Club's Community Trust now the trust keeps children active over the Christmas holidays makes sure they're getting fed every day when they're not at school and here she tells us a bit about the work that they do Stigma is very important to us, so we don't want parents bringing children to a food club. It's very important they're coming to a holiday club or to a football club, and if they can have six hours of football with a free lunch included, it takes all the pressure off the parents. A lot of this, what we're seeing, is in-work poverty, so it's parents who are doing their best, but they just can't make ends meet. You'll hear some rubbish football stats on this show, I've no doubt. Now, if you're going to remember one stat, try and remember this one, but for the wrong reasons, I'm afraid. In some parts of Glasgow in the West, it's as many as one in two children that live in poverty, which is ridiculous. Now, we can't always make Christmas Day completely magical, but with your help, we just try and make it a little bit different for thousands of kids across Glasgow in the West, and we guarantee 100% of the funds, every penny, goes straight back to support those families most in need and it really will make such a difference to them. You can find all the details on how you donate at clyde1.com forward slash mission. That's Cash for Kids, Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 Get your calls in You can tweet us as well of course At Clyde SSB But why not come on down and keep us company 30 days Not that we're counting Until the Scottish Premiership returns So uh, let's see what we can come up with between now And then on the full time teaser tonight Now Derek has sent a, a, a nice batch of questions And all sort of similar themes So might as well work my way through some of them uh, This was Derek Morrison who sent this in And he wants to know with a kind of view to the World Cup, can you name the last ten players to play for Rangers or Celtic who are Welsh? Quite simply, they must, have played, they must have played at least one game. Aaron Ramsey, Joe Ledley, either club, right? Aaron Ramsey, yes. Joe Ledley, Joe Ledley, yes. Mark, any that spring to mind? Adam Matthews. Mm. Uh huh. Don't know why that sprung to mind. Kicked it. Got me kicked it. <coughs> John Hartson Yep Alright yeah. we'll leave it there I think you're going to Scoosh this uh, That's four out of your ten So we'll leave it there For now And just a reminder If you like the sound Of what Derek did there If you think you can Come up with a question Get a bit of recognition For it on the show Then the address you need Is fulltime At Clyde1.com Fulltime At Clyde1.com Now before the break We were talking about These Japanese Newspaper reports That Ange Postacoglu's wanted to be the next Japan manager Everyone's saying Not a chance No no danger Move on Michael's on the line Are you in agreement With that Michael? No danger is going to happen Gordon Not a chance Because he's settled As I said to the producer He's very settled where he is. He's got a project At the moment To be honest with you Or can Gordon Agree with me To be honest mm, Yeah I mean I, I don't I don't know The Japanese situation intricately mm. to, to launch any sort of counter argument. The only one would be Gordon. He, know, he knows the football, he knows the culture. He has managed Australia, so you would think that that's his number one uh, in terms of you know pulling on the heartstrings or whatever. I don't know how he, he feels about a return to Japan, and that's before you're even talking about the difference between club football and international yeah, football. Yeah, am I surprised he's linked with it? No. Will he take it? Absolutely no. Um, I, I can say that right now He won't take it Gordon He's in a good place He's at a club that he's bought into The fans have bought into him Everything's gone very well for him just now um, And I think he will have better And bigger offers in the future If he keeps progressing And keeps going the way he's going We've highlighted all his strengths About his recruitment Style of play I like the way he goes about his business as a manager. He's very, I think he's very fair in his players, but I think he's the, the kind of guy that he lets his players know who the boss of the, the club is as well. And I think he's well respected for that. So as much as it is a good compliment to him, because it's he's recognised that he's doing a, a terrific job at Celtic, there's absolutely nothing for Celtic fans to fear just now that he'll be leaving for international mm. football to Japan. Too early to worry you on the domestic front, Michael. You don't think there's any danger of that anytime soon either? No chance, not a chance. Not a chance, Gordon. Just I'm happy with your play at the moment. Obviously, there's a, I was listening to the show. I've been there all. Didn't listen last night, but tonight, obviously, I've seen my nine points clear that leads by. But it's, can I a lot to say? But obviously, if we keep playing the way we could, we could be by as soon as possible. If we keep playing the way we are. Yeah, I mean, Mark, it. In terms of you know, asking is the league over? No, it sounds all very dramatic. And I think you two tipped Celtic to win the league anyway. Am I right in saying that? Yep. At the start of the season, so it's not like you you know you're. I'm asking you to change your prediction or anything. You thought Celtic were going to win at the start of the season. I would assume that you certainly now do stick with that opinion. Mm. So, I mean, how, in terms of that question of is it over, 
what does that does that do anything for you? Um, no, I suppose because if you thought they were going to win it anyway, like, yeah, as it went any different, the actual how they've got to this point than I expected. No, probably, probably not. You expect I, a nine point gap by this point. Um, I, I expected Celtic to beat Rangers in the first game. I don't know if I expected Rangers to have such a decline so early on, but I did think Ange Postecoglou's side that he was building would, you know, turn into this winning machine that mm. was incredibly difficult to keep up on. So maybe not nine points, but I did think there would be a gap that's opened up. I can't kind of see Celtic letting up when they come back. In December and negotiate a whole load of fixtures, taking them into the January transfer window, where I think there will be additions, and I also think there might be players. With what we said a couple of weeks ago, might be going out the door as well. Um, but I can't see them getting any worse, so it's going to be incredibly hard to close that gap. Even when they go to Ibrox, can you really see them losing the way they're playing? Probably not. So. It's sort of panning out the way I expected. Last year, remember, I tipped Rangers last year at the start of the season to win the league. I then quickly changed a couple of months later because I saw what Postacoli was building, how the, how the season was changing from what what happens at the start. We get asked to kind of give a prediction without really seeing it, and, and sometimes you change your opinion. I, I can't say I've changed that this Maybe time. Maybe we right? should contact our pundits who predicted Rangers to win the league and see if they would like to change their mind. I've changed already. Um, I, I, I'm I sort of in a dilemma I've got Did you a, tip Rangers to win the league? Hold on I've got a Answer my a, question Sort of a Right <laughs> I didn't know that there, I genuinely a, I, I was thinking of right. other people <laughs> on You kept that quiet Can you remember the, Can you remember <laughs> oh, the, By the way I forgot oh, that as hold well Hold on Hold on On my defence here and Wow the, I'm here I'm, I'm, I'm in the public's hands here with this one before the Super Scoreboard started back, I was on the show with you and Cameron, who pressed me into tipping. No, no, listen. That for, night, who would win the league? I went forget Celtic. Him. Forget him. I went Celtic forget with him. our On Ewan. the opening weekend of the season, when we ask all the pundits to write their predictions yeah, down, did yeah. you seriously? I changed my mind, yeah. I knew Roger Hanna did, but I didn't know I, you No, I've changed my mind. I did, and I would like to just. Would say, you like to take that back now? Or? Yeah, I'll go Celtic. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, Hold I'll on go. a minute. Now that there's a nine point gap, you, you were allowed to do it. I yeah, changed when Celtic was seven points behind. No, I changed. No, it's no. a bit different. I I can I, I can all apologise. I'm not having a good night tonight. Null in the beat the pundit. I'm now I honestly oust. didn't realise I did not realise Well I was trying to keep it quiet Because I think everybody realised With you and who I love you And good host Reads out the questions <laughs> properly In my opinion I can totally so understand So why did you Why did you pick Rangers At the start of the season? Because I went for Celtic And then I decided uh, I think it was the introduction of Matondo Who I think is Welsh <laughs> <is it? laughs> That was a joke uh, Is he Welsh? Do you know what I've been I, Garrett, is I, know, you, I know you better than you know yourself You'll have got your dodgy TV You'll have watched some <laughs> daft friendly yeah. I can't even remember who Rangers played in, yeah. in pre-season friendlies But you'll have watched some daft friendly And you'll have convinced yourself I think it was it, West Ham They were terrific every, straight to work, every season you do that Yeah, and I, You've I, not I, stopped banging on about Dumbarton all yeah, season Because you, you managed to watch one of their friendlies or something as yeah, well Yeah, I, I watched them against West Ham And that's when uh, yeah, as Matondo <laughs> Welsh, by the way. Listen, Rangers come back and win it. You'll have the last laugh, and you can. I certainly won't have the last you laugh. Can tell that Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Are you being serious about Matondo? Is he Welsh? Yes, he is. 
There you go then. Has he? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I think Good he did score people. against West Ham. Exactly. Uh, anything else on your mind, Michael, before we get back to slagging him? Well, that is obviously. I think I was listening to the show the night, and obviously we're talking about Leon King being 18 year old, years old. Remember, of 2003, David Marshall was 18 years old. Went to the New Camp, had a stormer, and played in the Ibrox a week later, and had a stormer. He had two games in a, a row. I could probably remember that better. Than, or, all right. So, what, what's the point? You think those who are pointing out Leon King's age are cutting him too much slack? Too much slack. Because Marshall was in at 18 against Barca and Real Madrid uh, Rangers at Ibrox, and he had a cracking game, two games. Well, not just Marshall, right? I'm, I'm kind of with Mike on this one. Not just Marshall. You look through a whole list of players in our Premiership over the years who have been deemed good enough by the people within the club to play at 17 and 18. And Leon King, in my mind, is one of, obviously one of them. The Rangers manager thinks he's good enough. So, you know, people saying, oh, he, he shouldn't be in there or he wouldn't be in there. Well... Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't he? Mm. Maybe John Souter, if he was fit, just wouldn't he be cutting it and Leon King would find it, himself fair, in there. To be fair right, to be, mm. to be fair, is it not more about having the option and then being able to spot those moments where it's getting a bit tough, give him a spell, you know, r- rotate it that yeah. way? Is it not more that, rather than him having to go to the well every single yeah. game? When, when the rest of the team is also underperforming. Of course. You think, about when you were into, you, you think about when you're in your first team, right? Mm-hmm. And... You're 18 years of age. The first four or five games, I think everything carries you, right? The excitement, you're you're in amongst good players and then you take the dip. Whether it be four or five games, eventually it'll come to you as a young player, you take that dip. I think Gordon makes a great point there. I think if people had been fit in the centre-half position, King would have been brought out and then put back in. But there have been a lot put on his shoulders. Now, we're not... Debating about can he should he be able to play against Livingston? Of course, he shouldn't be Rangers if he can't, where you're 18, 19, whatever it may be. But it's that constant every week, and obviously, Sands is in there yeah, not, and not, not, next to goals. not next to the experienced centre back. It takes your toll sometimes, and I think he's just hit the brick wall that he needs taking out and then put back in. Well, very quickly gone. To, to talking about Rangers defence but Michael Michael brought it up it's something I meant to mention earlier how 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 much of a, a contributing factor is is Ben Davies because I don't mean he's been out of form you know when he's played I feel like most Rangers fans call up here and they like him um, but you just don't get I can't remember put me in my place if I'm wrong many centre backs who play and come off at half time and then sort of miss a game but then come back for the next one and then maybe come off at half time in that one mm. and then it's maybe miss a game back and play the 90 I think the fans will be scratching their heads at this one as well I just can't really recall that you know they're I can't, in or out usually with centre backs um, you know so it gets highlighted a lot when you're obviously not winning games because fans are right to say like he's a big name he, he was brought up here for X amount of money why are we only seeing bits and pieces of him? I suppose Van Bronckhurst's argument, you know, we've got to nurse this guy along. If, it, if that was the case, then surely looking at his medical history before he came, maybe we'd have flagged how many games this guy is willing to play. Because he wasn't brought up here to be a backup. Balogun and Katic were let go. Suter was brought in. Davies was brought in and decent or for decent money. So he was brought up here to play. 
And when the manager's saying, well, he wasn't quite ready for this one, so we thought we'd leave him out, and then you don't win the game, and you concede a goal and your backline's all over the place again, Rangers fans are right to say, what is going on with this player? Is this a long-term injury that he's going to be nursed along? I mean, we've seen some centers. Remember like Ledley King and things years gone by? Never who trained. used to Never trained, but he would play in the big games and he would miss other games. That'd be your dream, wouldn't it? Well, I loved that. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually achieved that for a season at Wraith. I had waiting for a Achilles operation. I didn't train; only played on a Saturday, and my form was terrific. I was, but seeing all serious, I like this, that. I football, like that. Football's a different, a different game now. The speed, of it, the intensity. You need to be training, if not every yeah. day, most days to to keep the standards. The days are you just rocking up with a fish supper under your arm and. And not in goals and in division well, two. Well, you can't have a on that first supper. Let me tell you, there was no pickle. I was taking it serious at the time, but uh, <laughs> I left <laughs> off the pickle. <laughs> not I do like a pickle with my first hold, supper. Hold the vinegar in the sauce. Uh, thank, you to Michael. <laughs> thank you to Michael. Thank you to Michael. Leeds. Leeds done it playing <laughs> division two in Scotland. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's. Check in that teaser quickly You're actually doing quite well We're looking for Welshman The last 10 to play for Rangers or Celtic You've got Matondo Well done uh, You've got Aaron Ramsey Joe Ledley Adam Matthews John Hartson I think I've got an app Now you've noticed I've stood out the road So that I'm not going to get the blame for it Could be wrong But I think I've got a cracker Just tell us Young boy Declan John Oh well done Whoever takes you oh, that no See there you well go done. I've not even been near my phone Hold on a minute Half an hour ago You got zero and beat the pundit Now, yeah, but now I'm we're supposed back. to believe That Declan your mastermind John. subject Is Let's, Welsh internationals Yeah because I don't need to listen You're reading the question again I, <laughs> Who reads two, it? two weeks I've got it written down Two weeks ago I got two out of two Beat the pundit And I was in brilliant form I'll accept that tonight Okay we'll get the rest Of the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the home straight with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson It's 0141951 1025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB I get sent a cracking picture of you it's today by the way Which boys club would that have been? Um, I, I looked at that, it's not me it is, oh, it is you, right? Just cut that stuff what, what boys club was that with the stripes that you played for? Let's see it The stripey Stripey kit I mean you must yeah, be young I, I there Very very young I don't know Some that. some head of hair you've got oh, on you there I'll tell you what You look like a middle aged See when Valentine's Day came around I was a worker a, or something I was a pop I was a pop I was a pop bingo <laughs> board <laughs> Exactly just, yeah. That's just the vibe I'm getting It's the hair It's the sort of I had quite long hair in my, my youth Yeah I was a Les McCune Bay City Rollers type I actually don't and I don't even know the origin of it someone just sent me it without any real like context which is not great but See, that I, is I remarkable. don't know the strip unless what, it, what was your boys oh called? I'll tell you who that might be um, my school now top that could be my school what age was I there no chance you're of primary school age I know you had a tough paper round <laughs> that is not, not a primary school but it can't be I don't understand the, the strip I've, I, I played with Bonco North Motherwell and Jervison that was a three okay. Fabulous for all three Still got a good What's name What's a picture it is anyway I'll try and find out I'll do a bit of digging Unhealthy Unhealthy <laughs> By the way 
You do you look at uh, see, see the washing and the drying. That was old days when your mum and dad used to get the towel and just scrub your head to dry. And no, no hair dryers on their day, God. Right, looks great. Thanks for the history <laughs> lesson. You didn't have hair dryers no, in your day? No, it was the old towel. When was hair dryers invented? We were poor. No there's, hair dryers. There's no way you're, I'd, I believe them. There's no way you're average. Your average house in somewhere no, like that had a hair dryer in the 60s. Your dad nah. used to get you on a lock Unless and just, woo, your scalp was red raw. Do you think I've ever <laughs> even thought about Googling your when was the hair dryer invented? Oh, or when were they used <laughs> commonly in a household? Anyway, we're about to speak to Martin. What <laughs> that hair's phone out. <laughs> Very quickly, we're doing a teaser here. The yeah. last 10 Welshmen to play for Rangers or Celtic. Uh, you've got... Rabbi Matondo Declan John Aaron Ramsey Joe Ledley Adam Matthews John Hartson uh, Craig Bellamy Oh that's an easy one Well done Yeah Because I'll tell you how And I am ousting them Because Keevans or um, Roger Hanna Text him that anyway, I can right, guarantee Because they text me it they did not. They did. They text me. The two of them are cheating. So they text I don't you. Che- they text Hold me. On, I do not cheat. So they text Anna. you and yeah. they've not text me. Yeah, but they know I need more help. Jonathan Gould, Gordon. Is that is that the same? Because I was worried about this. Is that the same Jonathan Gould that was part of the Scotland squad at first day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Jonathan Gould. Oh, I'm not sure. Of. Tell him. Tell me a new was one. Was he no Welsh? Tell me a new. Did he, was he that Welsh? Aye, I'll tell you. I think his grandparents were Scottish, but he's got a couple of. Did you say he actually had to play went. for Will? Uh, no, yeah, or, or Welsh? You know, he played for Scotland. I'm not I'm just God, to right. I, I went Matondo. Right, is, is the boy Lawrence? He is. Well done. Oh, well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll get uh, the rest before the end. Disney. Let's bring in <laughs> people now phoning in to, to try and talk about this picture <laughs> that's been sent in. Anyway, I might. I'll see if I can squeeze that in. But Martin's got a Rangers point first. Martin, take it away. Oh hi guys, how you doing this evening? Not bad, how are you? Not too bad, a bit a bit missed uh, Since the last time I phoned in was a couple of weeks ago After the Dundee uh, debacle where we only won the 1-0 uh, I rips in the cup uh, I've been saying to the, the producer there I think uh, Gio needs to go now I think we need a man in the door to get ready for the, the start When we come back again in five weeks time I think it'll be way too late if the board wait to then Decided to get someone in, then you've got to get somebody ready, uh, up to speed with the team, get their tactics ready. I think that the changes should be done now. But I'm fascinated by this, Martin, right? Because I think one caller earlier on specifically said that you know the World Cup could save him, but a lot of other people saying that the World Cup is what's going to do for him because it's the perfect time to do it. So people are spinning the exact same event, you know, both both ways. You you definitely think this. Coming out of the World Cup with the same manager is a massive mistake, yeah? I think it's a massive mistake. I think I've been saying for a few weeks now since I was last on to people and friends and stuff, I think we need to make a decision now. It needs to be done so we get the, the man in the door. There's no point in bringing the man in the door and after the, the World Cup and then he's got to get, he's got to get his game two weeks before we play Hibs. No point in that. That's that's a short time, a period to get somebody ready, tactics, get the team. I think the team are, play, are, are not playing for the manager as well at the same time. There's you can see the body language between the players and and Gio is totally off. You just see it every time. He just looks bewildered. What do you, th- what do you think, Mark? Like I said, we've now had two callers. One says that the World Cup is you know can save him because it's get players back from injury and so on. 
Martin think you know that's the complete opposite. If you come out of the World Cup with this guy and then mm. he goes and maybe drops points in the games that follow, how do you recover? I'm more with Martin because I, I think if you balance up the argument and you you say well players coming back and that may help him and he may get time to work with him. Well, you got to ask how much time is he getting to work with him because all those injured players are only coming back today at the start <laughs> of this World Cup break. They'll they'll be coming in dribs and drabs over the week. Some may not even make it. And then you go, well, how does he make things better, even with those players? Because the evidence is there for the players that he's had, and top players, your most saleable assets, have went backwards. So I think that's the kind of conundrum the Rangers board have got to sit around the table and think, where do we see this going? And for me, I would then question how much he can get out of those injured players, the ones that are fit come the 15th of December against Hibs. I mean... Martin, do you read anything into the fact that you've not heard anything from the club? Now I throw in the obvious caveat: this is day two of the break. It's not exactly, you know, six weeks down the line or, or a couple of weeks down the line. Do you read anything into that? Would you have expected to have some sort of communication? So talking about the Rangers board here, now uh, I don't think we're going to get any communication in the next couple of days. Never mind the next couple of weeks. That's my thought on what we should do. Uh, it's totally, you know, different to the board, but I can't. Uh, can't see them making a the decision now, and it's going to it's going to harm the football club uh, over the next uh, few weeks, few months, because we're not, we're not going to. There's a possibility we could get the nine points back. You know, it's it's never always a tough ask, but the way we're playing now, it doesn't look like it. It looks like we're going to fall further behind. So the board needs to make a decision. Uh, the, you spoke about the defenders at Ibrox a few a few minutes ago when you were talking. Uh, they let, they let uh, Balogun go and Katic Balogun played at his skin every time he put a Rangers jersey on uh, Katic wanted to come back and play for the club and we spent 4.6 million in a player that plays a game and then goes out and then plays a game and then goes out what kind of consistency is that so that's decisions for the board and for Gio that's, uh, that's, that's causing this club into mm-hmm. people well we'll find out watch this space I guess Martin maybe you can stay in touch with us over the next couple of weeks and see how it plays out let's squeeze in Stephen and Motherwell Stephen are you on to solve the mystery of the black and white photo I've just been sent of Gordon Deal yes I do it was Jefferson Boys Club he was playing for then with that head of hair <laughs> I had that head of hair right up until I was 50 this sums you I, up well, people uh, phone in people out there know more about you than you know about you but it's a strip. I don't remember the strip. Was that the strip, Aye, Stephen? The stripes. I think in colour it was a claret and a claret and blue was the colour. And you left Jefferson to come and play for North Motherwell Boys Club. Massive uh, transfer. That, that's right, because the whole of North Motherwell Boys Club at that age group was selected to represent Scotland down in Wales. And we beat them uh, three two or two one. Can't quite remember. So what was your involvement, Stephen? Were you in the team? Yes. Brilliant. Was he a player in his day? Um, he never got by me. When he played with Jefferson, I played centre half, he was centre forward. I just used to let him drift beyond me because I could always catch him. <laughs> um, was, you know, he never he never ever scored against me. Um but there you are. But you got that I think that was maybe your only Scotland cap. Aye, okay, Stephen, you were you were going so well there. Shouldn't you come on at first? You were doing so well. And then you sort Aye, of well, bombed yourself up. Where, where, did, so where did you do? So good. Where, where did you go on to do for a living? As a uh, professional yeah, footballer, you 
Un- unlike yourself in a, a glittering uh, football career, I became a civil servant and worked for a living. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he would you know stuck in it. You should have stuck in with the boys' club football then. You could have I had the glittering career that I've had. Gordon, you're 100% right. I found Iron Maiden and you found my son. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Iron Maiden. Good man, Stephen. That was nice to hear that tale. I liked that. That was a good, uh, an appropriate way to end the show, I think. There we go. That's Stephen. That was my agent, Stephen. He's your biographer. <laughs> oh, I have no clue. I love that, though. Because he was doing the night at the start and then just. Ah, no, it was all about him, innit? It's all about Stephen. Right, you've got two more Welshmen in the last 10 to play for. Well, they're actually both Rangers uh, now, I don't mind telling you. I've got you one that. Rangers one. Go on then. Midfield player came from Leicester, Andy King. Yes, well done. Well I done, Roger or Hugh, whoever texts you. No, no, well, my phone's sitting there, the evidence is there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm struggling with this one. There's a goal, late. Double. There's always another. Eh? Double. There you go. Thank you, let's move on. Is <laughs> it? Double. <laughs> There's double. always a goal. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Wilson. Thank you, Gordon DL. A very busy show. I tell you what, for a league that's supposedly going to be taking a quiet couple of weeks, it's not started yet. So make sure you join us tomorrow. Hugh Keevans will be here and Simon Donnelly will join him. So make sure you get involved. And Callum Gallagher is up next.